Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another beautiful week. Today we're going to be covering just a small little section, but it's a section of scripture that has really been relating to a lot of conversations that I've been having in my life, with family, with friends, in my church. And so I just want you to realize that we can have these kinds of spiritual conversations with the people in our lives. We can talk through these things because people are going to be going through different things. They're going to be struggling with different things at different times. And so as Paul was writing to the Galatians about these struggles and these issues, those are struggles and issues that real people have today, modern day. Sometimes it can feel really distant with scripture, right? Because it was written so long ago to people and churches. Again, like hundreds of years ago, it can feel so distant. But I want you to know that the same struggles still come up today. And we had just saw at the beginning of chapter four, Paul kind of talking about this idea that when you have faith in Christ, you're no longer a slave. Not to the law, not to the world, not to people, but rather when Christ redeemed you from the law, he invited you in to sonship, to be an heir. And Paul left us with this verse. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So let's dive in then to Galatians chapter 4, verse 8, and I'm reading from the ESV. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. You were enslaved. Each and every one of us was enslaved to the law, to the world, to others, to the opinions of others, to different spirits that are not God, right? Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. And speaking previously, I mean, we think of a Greek religion, right? Or another religion that doesn't know the Lord and they're worshiping fake gods. They're worshiping spirits. They were enslaved to that. Enslaved to their idols. Just like we today... If you look around at our culture, people are still enslaved to their idols, enslaved to the opinions of others, enslaved to the world they live in. This hasn't gone away, although it may have morphed and shifted a little bit with the times. It is still present. It is still here. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to be once more. Wow. I mean, there's so much in this one little verse. Now that you know God, you're known by him, how can you turn from the living God, the creator of the universe, the Lord who has shown up for you, who gave you his spirit? How can you turn away from that 
back to slavery, back to something that is weak and worthless. You want to be slaves again. And this is convicting for me because, yes, my heart is secure in Christ, but there are areas of my life where I turn back to the weak and worthless things. I look for reassurance from other people. I look for approval from other people when I have all of that in Christ. And in a world with social media, we see that all around us. People living for likes. Their identity is tied to how well their page is doing. Even Christians. Your identity is tied to how highly others esteem you. How your family views you. How your spouse or your friends view you. It's tied even to your own success. And this is a struggle that is real That is almost every day. Looking at where we have turned away from the living, loving God to these weak and worthless things that will never satisfy us. Yes, your heart can be secure and you can still struggle with this. Yes, you can have faith in Christ and these unhealthy mindsets can still sneak in. But let's look at how Paul started this sentence. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God. Isn't that beautiful? What does he mean, right? Because God is omnipotent, all-knowing. Even before you came to know him, he knew you. He knew you before you were born. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He knows your every thought, your every desire, your every dream, your every motivation. So when I read this, what I see is evidence of a personal relationship with God. Because God already knew us. But we can be known by God in a new way when that relationship becomes a two-way street. When we open up to Him willingly, not because He sees everything, but because we love Him. And so many people think that Christianity is just something they can do. That they can just go to church. That they can just confess their sins. They can just take communion and they're good to go. And so many people out there don't understand the reality that they need faith. And that faith is tied to the heart. And that the heart is tied to this relationship. Coming to know God. And not just mentally, not just knowing scripture, not just knowing of God, but truly knowing him on a personal level. I mean, you think of people, maybe you have these friends on Facebook or friends in your community and you're like, yeah, I know of them. But have we ever actually had a conversation? No. You're not friends. You don't have a relationship. You don't actually know them. And it's the same thing with God. We can know of him, even Demons know of him. We see that in scripture. But they don't know him on a personal level. Or rather, to be known by him personally, relationally, intimately. And so why are we turning away from that intimate, loyal love 
towards these worthless things that will never be stable or secure. Paul goes on, you observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. And it seems like when he's talking about these days and months and seasons and years, that they're actually holidays and different things that were part of the Old Testament law. And he's saying, you are doing all of these things. And he makes it seem like they're doing it for their righteousness to be better, either in the eyes of others or in the eyes of God, to be loved more, to be seen as more. That's a weak and worthless thing. And I was just having a conversation with some dear friends about this, how they feel convicted to be practicing some of these feasts. And when their heart is coming from a place of being drawn to those feasts by the Lord's leading, by the Spirit's leading, that is wonderful. And they should go do that. But we should never place the burden of these laws on someone else. Of these ceremonial laws Because that's a burden that no one can bear. And so, yes, follow the Spirit's leading. Follow His unique conviction on your heart. But remember that you are loved. You are safe. You are secure by the God who is loyal and who wants to know you intimately. He loves you, my friends. So don't turn away from Him for these weak and worthless things to try and make yourself better in the eyes of God, in the eyes of others, to make yourself more loved, more valuable, more worthy, because it's always going to let you down. But we can find our worth with the Lord as we get to know Him in relationship every day. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this the weak and worthless things that you struggle with in your life. So send me a message. I'll have the information in the episode description. And I will see you tomorrow morning.